0: Coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name's Dave Gafkiewicz and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. Good day, Dave. Good day, Michael. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing fine, man. It's uh, springtime. We're headed into the summer. We have beautiful weather here in front range of Colorado. That moon last night was amazing if you got a chance to see it. It was beautiful. Wow. wow. So, how about you? How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good, man. I, I got one word. Llamas.
1: Yeah, bro. I, uh, did they slip those in on you or did you go in fully- Totally
0: slipped them in on me. I didn't even... it's my wife. That's my wife. It's like, yeah. hey, so why did we get this property? Well, you're the only one that would take the llamas. I was like, llamas? So now I got nine llamas.
1: Yeah, do you milk llamas?
0: Not that I know of. I, it's, I don't think it's on the docket. I don't think it's on the docket to milk llamas. That's, uh, but I appreciate you asking, Mike.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you shave llamas?
0: Yep, for their fiber, for their fiber. Yeah. Not yeah. like Metamucil, but uh, their fur. It's uh, it's not worth that much. Um, their poop is actually worth more than their fiber. Long story. Anyway, I got uh, nine llamas, four boys. Five girls.
1: Wow, man. They
0: all have different attitudes, but uh, we're getting to know them pretty well.
1: How about llama steaks? Do you know anything about that?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's one of the first things I looked up. You can cook them. Right on. That's that's like we have a friend in uh, Indiana that that ate. <laughs> a hey, raccoon. Uh, yeah. If you can eat raccoon, you can eat llama. I guess. I guess. I guess. That's true. But uh, I'm not. I'm not actively butchering llamas right now. So, <laughs> but so we're going to stay away from that. Uh, we're just hanging around and being friendly with llamas, I suppose. Okay. Man. But uh, thanks. Thanks for the story. So, uh, well,
1: what are we going to talk about? Uh, you know, we're
0: talking about. We're starting a whole new season. This is uh, 2022. We're getting in the swing. We're uh, actually. I know a lot of people say uh, different things about our microphones and whatnot because, you know, Mike has that soft, tender voice, right? <laughs> but or, that, a or a bad microphone. Or a bad microphone. We're gonna find out. We're gonna test how. We got some new mics coming, so I'm looking forward to that. Not not replacing you, Mike. No. Microphone. That's yes, good, good. You know. That's good. So what what's today's topic?
1: So you said you want to talk about uh, work toxicity, you know, and how you get on top of it, right?
0: Yeah, it's how to conquer workplace toxicity. I think that's pretty good. So, you know,
1: it's these topics that we come up with for our podcast, oftentimes uh, they they originate with a client where we observe, you know, something and then we want to come back and kind of share it with our community um, the right and the wrong around it. So, right. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think people know if they're in a toxic workplace or not. And if you're an owner and you have a toxic workplace, you know, sometimes you don't know what to do about it. I mean, you, you recognize it, but you don't know what to do about it. So what, what do you do, Dave?
0: You know, I think, I think you start with, uh, I mean, this is not mean, I don't mean to be generic, but I think you start with culture you start working on your culture or you set up your culture right. You you have to start there because if you don't have a good culture and uh, you're trying to conquer toxicity, you're just literally lining people up with problems and firing them. (laughs) That's really the only way to conquer because you're having one conversation at a time instead of trying to steer your whole culture. What do you think of that?
1: Yeah, I I I think you're right. Um, If you have a toxic workplace, over time, all your good people will leave, and the only thing you have left are the people who made the workplace toxic in the first place.
0: You're right. You're right, and and I think you do that by really getting involved in your people and meeting them where they're at. I, I think going out on the floor, spending time with the workers, spending time with the people that are getting the job done, and being intentional, being genuine, asking people how they're doing, what's going on, what's right, what's wrong, right? And having those conversations, those real conversations, and, and I think one thing that I've seen a lot is you'll have that conversation with an employee. You go out and in the middle of one of your employee sentences, your phone will ring, and you just oh, oh, oh one second, and you walk away from them. That tells them how important they are. You got to be careful with that.
1: Absolutely, Dave. And I think um, you know where you spend your money. You know that's where your heart goes, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. Um, we never ever when we first engage with a client, see a line item for employee engagement um, or employee satisfaction or employee recognition. Or, I mean, and those are, those are the critical elements for a good culture. Um, so you, you talk about budgeting time, you also have to budget money mm-hmm. for, for sustaining your culture. It's not gonna just happen organically.
0: But, but I don't, at the same time, if you walk out once a month, to see your culture and see your people and, and see how they're doing and what's going on. Um, that's not going out there seeing where people are at. That uh, Once a month, I'm talking about if you're a boss and you're at the plant or you're at a location, I'm talking about going out there every day, making a quick round, seeing how people are, saying hello. Right? Yeah, but
1: I, and I'm I'm talking about the front line managers, the, the leads or the supervisors who... Uh, who are responsible for the care and feeding of the individual contributors on the team, mm-hmm. the machinists, those people don't have the skills to be operating in that role. And so that money that you're spending really is cultural dollars on training those frontline managers. It's not it's not so much leadership development yeah. as it is
0: Yeah, I see where you're going there. So it's it's more than I'm talking about developing relationships. You're talking about investing in Investing in uh, so I was taking that hey let's spend some money on maybe a barbecue or get together here or there, but when you start investing in training, maybe paying people a little bit more sure the, see sure. some of these new <laughs> wage reports uh, I mean you got to understand that there's right now the last uh, the last statistic I saw um and it's May sixteenth but the last statistic I saw there are eleven point five million job openings right now, so nice. if you aren't paying okay. people well. <laughs> they aren't going to be there because there's somewhere else for them to go.
1: You know, and the thing is, for small business in America, and I suspect it's the same for small business all over the world, but specifically for America, um, the oil and gas companies, I I saw a statistic that they had, I, I don't know who it was, $20 billion of operating profit in the third quarter. You know, like, how does that happen? Well, you know, uh, inflation, um, supply chain, um, whatever. These large companies make corrections really fast to their pricing and you, the consumer, pay it.
0: Or, or you don't drive. Or you don't drive, <laughs> right? Yep.
1: And um, small to medium-sized businesses are so afraid of raising their prices, we tell them, you gotta pay your people more money. Well, I, we don't have enough um, margin. Okay, we have to charge more. Well, we can't do that. And it's it's a. That's
0: a whole another podcast, Mike. I know,
1: I know, <laughs> I know. But you know, culture is going to cost you money, and you can't. You, you you have to make that sacrifice. That when I, yeah,
0: when I'm saying meet people where they're at. When you see somebody that works really hard, first one in the door, last one out, and they're were you don't take that for granted, man. You treat that person well financially and you believe in them. I mean, some people, they have a lot of talent. You'll walk into a place and and you after you work with a group of people, there'll be a certain number of people you're like, ah, I'm not sure about that person. I'm not sure they're really gonna pull away, Because you'll develop opinions, right? But somebody fresh comes in and believes in that person that you're kinda like, eh, I don't think they're gonna make it or, nah, they're nothing really special. Somebody fresh comes in, next thing you know, is they start believing in those people, and that person starts contributing twice as much as they were yesterday.
1: Uh, Dave, and that is a cultural icon, right? We were visiting a client about two weeks ago, onboarding them, and uh, man, it was a high watermark from a culture standpoint. You you know who I'm talking about. I'm still full. I'm still full. Yeah, it was a situation where if you were a loser, some kind of way you got hired. I mean, they didn't hire losers, but if some kind of way you made it through the, uh, the gauntlet and, and got hired, the, the culture was, was uh, self-policing. And so you either got with the program or you, know, you, you quit because they just weren't going to let you be toxic in, the, in their culture. They're like, we love this place, we love one another, and you're not going to ruin it for us.
0: Which which goes right to the second point, you know, to work on your culture, set it set it up right, where, and you do that by really engaging your workforce, whether it's financially or or emotionally. Um, and the second one is really you kind of empower your culture to police itself, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah. say that you say that a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean it's 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 way cheaper, it's way more effective. Um, you know, it's just a win-win. But uh, Dave, I had a software company and. And I wasn't into all this culture stuff. And um, we grew to about one hundred employees. And I am telling you, we had the most toxic culture on the planet. If you look it up in the dictionary, it's a picture of my company. And uh, what I realize now that I didn't realize then is, you are going to get a culture. You know, a culture isn't optional. It's, you know, some companies have it, some companies don't. All companies have a culture, and if you are not purposeful about it, the one that Actually develops in your company is probably not, not going to be a good
0: one. Yeah, I think you're right. It's uh, it's it's a piggy bank, right? A uh, culture is a big piggy bank. What you put into it is what you get out of it. Absolutely. And if you don't put anything there, then it's going to be an empty vacuum. It's going to be you know that black hole that they're showing on the news and everything <laughs> way up in space that will end up being your culture, right? I agree.
1: I agree. And uh, you know, I think a, a big piece. You know, you have to make the investment, but also to your point, from a Soft skill standpoint, you have to learn how to listen as a business owner. Um, your people have good ideas. Uh, if they don't have good ideas, you wouldn't want them working for you anyway. So they're working for you, and they have great ideas. You know, how do you listen to those ideas? How do you, uh, I don't know, vet them with the rest uh-huh. of the team uh-huh. so that people feel ownership? Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's not difficult. It's just hard. Mm-hmm. Right? Unless you unless you're wired, David, you and I are very purposeful about our culture, and uh, we'll call people on the carpet if they're doing something that's not the way we do it. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, so it takes a backbone to do it. But uh,
0: yeah, a culture without accountability is not culture. That's just a playpen. Yeah, totally. So so let's let's talk about something. We got uh, we got one more step, but before that. You say your, your company had a really toxic culture. Yes. Um, one thing we didn't start out with, that I kind of wish we would have, um, what does a toxic culture look like? So I'll let you explain what a, what a toxic culture looks like.
1: Well, you know, the, boy, that's a, that's, a, that's a mouthful. But I think from my vantage point, uh, I realized I had a toxic culture when a potential client called me and said, man, you guys got a terrible culture. And I said, why do you say that? I've talked to three people on your team, and they are so nasty. And thus, my definition of culture is the experience that your customer has with your value proposition.
0: That's a great. That's a great explanation. I mean, it's when you ask somebody, "Hey, why do you do it this way?" It doesn't make any sense because we've always done it that way. Have you ever thought about doing something different? No, that's stupid. Right. That 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 right there, or or. You know, Bob over there in the corner, he's an idiot. He's never going to change. He's horrible for this company. You should just let him go. Hey, that supervisor of mine, they're worthless. And when you hear stupid, worthless, dumb, ridiculous, I'm not doing that, or someone says, I'm not doing it, no. What are you going to do, fire me? No, I'll go somewhere else. That's a culture, right?
1: It totally is. And I also... Uh, hear a lot Dave that uh, you know what what do you want from us these are machines and this is the way machinists are you know they they see a half empty glass of water they're they're negative and um, well those are employees that sort of like a dog they've been beaten they've been in bad environments they've been in bad cultures and they just don't trust Um, but you can turn that around
0: and you see the line at HR Well, when we start looking at companies and looking at values of companies we start looking at uh their turnover sure. and whether it's good turnover bad turnover and what's going on with the company but you can see a lot in what's happening but we did that experiment last year and we right-sized the culture And how long do you think that took?
1: But, uh, probably three to four months.
0: Three to four months right size a large culture.
1: But yeah. it was really all about just making yourself available. Mm-hmm. I mean I had people come in Want me to investigate a disappearance of a Twinkie?
0: <laughs> the Twinkie. Yeah, the twi- yeah. thats making the show, man. That's making the show.
1: Yeah, and you know, um, you know my my original inclination was, dude, here's a dollar fifty cents, go buy a whole box of Twinkies. But you know, that's pretty—that's before inflation. Yeah, but there's an <laughs> underlying issue of people are stealing Twinkies, right? So you gotta you gotta address the underlying issue.
0: <laughs> Nothing is as funny as. Uh, sitting down in a formal meeting with Mike, addressing a missing Twinkie. But uh, that's that's part of it. That's definitely part of it. But uh, let's hop back on the train of the uh, the topic. Number three, one thing you can do is once you really facilitate and you work to get your culture to police itself, because once you're investing in the culture, the culture is like, I like this a whole bunch. I don't want it to change. So when somebody nasty says something, they'll say, no, 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 I'm not putting up with that anymore and then they and then a supervisor brings one of his guys says hey i talked to him he's not changing or she's not changing and we need to deal with this you have to support your team
1: sure absolutely
0: so you can't say no no no, no. it's always been that way you can't you can't just write somebody up for a bad attitude you can't do that you can't have this conversation you have to kind of let the culture police things. you got to follow the rules yeah but you really gotta support your team when they bring an issue to you
1: right absolutely and so, you know, in conclusion, Dave, if you, first of all, you have to assess your culture, and is it toxic, or is it leaning towards toxicity? And if it is, how do you catch it um, to make sure it doesn't go all the way? And I think the first thing you do is, uh, you know, hold people accountable to a, to a, a, a goal, from a, from a, from a culture standpoint. But maybe you start with interviewing your clients and seeing what they think about your culture. Um, and interview your employees to you see what they think about your culture, and then let's you know let's decide decide what our target culture is, and then try to work towards it and provide feedback to people who are failing, you know, towards your target, and uh, holding everyone accountable to that target. And those who are going to stay will stay, and those who don't stay, um, you probably didn't need them on the team anyway because your culture eat strategy for lunch
0: man that couldn't be more right mike Uh, i'll tell you the uh, we're living in an age where ceos rename themselves to cpos chief people officers we're seeing uh, leadership spending tremendous amounts of money and understanding emotional intelligence Um, it's more than just your craft being a cfo you have to have emotional intelligence. You have to dress people because people are the most important thing of any business. Without people, you don't have a company, you know, yeah, because you can't automate people. Right, right. So you have to continually invest in this. And culture, I mean, like you said, you'll get a culture. Whether you, whether you th- think you have one or you invest in one or not, you'll get one. And if you just let it go, you probably won't get the culture you want. But let me tell you, it is exponential. When we see profit in companies, It's an exponential multiplier. Culture is an exponential multiplier to see how much profit you make and how happy your team is, and it is so worth it, so worth it. It's it's the number one thing we really focus on.
1: Definitely, Dave. I don't think we've ever walked into a shop that had a bad culture that was making money, but but every company that we've walked into that was making money had a great culture.
0: You're right. It's the difference between single and double-digit or multiple double-digit. yeah. Uh, you know, even a margins for sure. Well, Mike, I'll tell you what, we, we lean in culture. Culture is very important. It is what we do, it's who we are. Um, not EGS, just every company. It is, culture is so important. So, conquer workplace toxicity. You know, work on your culture, set it right. Work to get the culture to police itself. And then, when they start doing that, support them. And, and when you get that culture, foster it, keep it, empower it, nurture it, do whatever it takes to keep that culture going so you can be a more successful business tomorrow than you are today. Right on. Right on. We at World Systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance, to get access to our content. Or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebita-growthsystems.com.